0: Hey, everyone. Mike and Mike and the Funky Bunch are back again. Um, Wanted to give a shout-out to Chad. Dude, great testimony, man. Listen to your podcast on The Charks. That's The Charks. C-H-A-R-K-S. Check out The Charks. He's got uh, some good podcasts on there. Recently did uh, a two-parter on the Fruits of the Spirit. Worth checking out. And then his testimony on there. Um, super, super good. So please, uh, check him out. Um, working on getting him on Apple podcasts and, uh, to all our listeners out there, thank you for listening. Um, we got uh, 53 or 54, uh, you know, views so far. So thank y'all for getting the word out and spreading it and, uh, please keep that coming. Um, please, uh, Share the word, uh, keep coming back, checking us out. Uh, we are actually on Apple Podcasts now, so thanks to Anchor for that, uh, getting us out on the Anchor Podcast. Uh, they've got us on eight different platforms now, so very thankful. Um, anyways, I wanted to give uh, my testimony a little bit. Um, for those of you that know, and for those that don't know, uh, I'm actually born... Uh, in Hickory, North Carolina, not Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Somehow I ended up from North Carolina down to Tallahassee, Florida, not sure, don't know how, Um, and uh, been down here for, golly, 28 years, 29 years, something like that, Um, so, you know, Jacksonville's pretty much home. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to, through the years and stuff to make it to North Carolina. And, uh, and I absolutely just really enjoy North Carolina. It's just, there's nothing like it. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll end up back there one day. Um, yeah, you know, maybe move up there, who knows. But I was adopted um, shortly after the age of 4 I started living with the Sandusky family I was um in the good care of the Harpers uh, for a couple of years um and uh you know I owe them, owe them a lot and uh, you know thank them so much for how good they took care of me and uh how loving and nurturing they were and I uh, got my uh passion for fishing from uh, Mr. Harper and my love of food from Mrs. Harper, she was a great cook, uh, really uh, enjoyed eating uh, some fried catfish or salmon uh, <laughs> or some type of fish um, with uh, scrambled eggs and grits with a decent amount of butter um, and some some black coffee, so... Um, yeah, because of that, I'm on the seafood diet. You know, I just decided to give in to that. we um, may have heard of it. Um, I don't know if you've seen it on TV or um, if you checked it out on Facebook or whatever. Uh, I don't have the app. I, I just do it kind of old school because um, there's nothing like the seafood diet. There really isn't. Um, and the main thing for me is uh, I get up in the morning. I start my day. You know, and I, I keep track of things like you're supposed to, you know, kind of like Weight Watchers in a way, uh, you know, but, uh, not, um, but what you do is you see food and you eat it and, you know, it's a seafood diet and for all of the people out there that are like, what? Uh, yeah, it's not actual seafood. Uh, it's, you know, all food. It doesn't discriminate. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and you might have, uh, you know, some of the, uh, side effects of the seafood diet is, uh. You may go from a 30 uh, inch waist to a 36 inch waist, or uh, from 145 pounds to uh, 210 pounds, and uh, that's uh, that's my life. So my wife uh, lovingly teases me about uh, being in my third trimester, whatever that's about. It's like, like I know about women stuff. Um, uh, I'll show you everything I know about women. Give me a. Give me a blank uh, notebook pad. (laughs) That's pretty much it. (laughs) Just flip through the pages. There's nothing on there because I just don't know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, y'all. So I was adopted at a young age into uh, the Sandusky family. Um, Went through a lot of uh, junk uh, there. Um, Shortly... Before I started living with them, I had my fourth birthday with the Harpers. And Miss Harper made an incredible cake with a train on it and all that fun stuff. Uh, it was delicious, I'm sure. I don't remember how it tasted. I remember what it looked like. And uh, then it was my fourth birthday. And uh, after that, you know, I started living with the, Har- uh, the Sanduskies. My apologies. And uh, on my fifth birthday... Uh, Susie, my adoptive mom was telling me that, you know, I was actually four and not five, you know, I wasn't going to be turning five, I was going to be turning four. And then on my eighth birthday, uh, my adoptive dad, Rick, you know, he, he pulled me into a back room and was telling me that I was turning seven, not eight. Um, and needless to say that kind of perturbed me. I was like, I, you know, it just didn't make sense you know, because how can you be going back in age, right, uh, on your birthday, unless we're celebrating another year of life, uh, so pretty, you know, any birthday is a pretty big deal to anybody, so, um, yeah, and, uh, that was one thing that, uh, fortunately, my grandfather was there, uh, like, he was visiting that day, and, uh, had a little card for me, as he always did, um. You, know, you asked me how old I was turning. You know how how anybody is. Like uh, I got a, a nephew and he just had a second birthday and, and everybody's like, How old are you, you know? I'm two you know. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, you know. So everybody asks a kid how old they're right? Um but yeah, I remember him just having like this this look and uh, he immediately went to go talk with my adoptive dad Rick. Um but yeah, things like that, that really sticks with with someone when you're raised in that way. And uh, I don't, <laughs> I will never understand uh, my adopted dad, uh, Rick's uh, mindset behind it and reasons, but uh, he tried to uh, instill in me multiple times, um, many, many times throughout my life growing up that I had a uh, mental disability or a handicap or or something. That's why they had to turn you know, basically um, raised me as two years younger than what I was. And he was constantly trying to convince me of this stuff and I never bought it. Um, But I will say, so being adopted (laughs) uh, and I got the birth certificate to prove it, that uh, I'm two years older than what Rick and and Susie were trying to raise me as. Um, Ryan is the oldest in the Sandusky Uh, family as a a child of Rick and Susie. Um, He's a year older than I am and then I'm a year younger than he is. Right? You following? So uh, Amy is a year younger than I am so I would be the second oldest in the family. And then it would have been um, Beth after Amy and then Ethan after Beth. Um, But the way they changed it 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 ended up being uh, Brian, Amy, me Beth, Ethan I guess maybe it it had a, a better symmetry or something. I'll never fully understand uh, Rick's uh, mindset, and he's tried to justify it so many different ways, and it's, it changes so many times uh, what the reasons were and this, that, and the other. Um, but there's no way you can justify that. That's that's just, uh, honestly, I would say borderline insane. Um, you just never do that to a child. I don't care what the situation is. A child is their age, regardless of what you, you want to do. Um, so needless to say, uh, my adoptive dad, definitely, he's got a lot of baggage and stuff, his own, his own self, things that he struggles with, and uh, my, my growing up with them, you know, in many ways I used to think of it as hell on earth, um, honestly, because um, I was raised, I was they were trying to raise me two years younger than what I was, you know, in a different family order. And in addition to that, they, uh, they wanted to raise me as a, um, you know, a, a child that was less than blood that was not family. Um, you know, was supposed to be treated differently than their own biological kids and, you know, not in good ways. And uh, I have two siblings that, uh, confessed that to me um a couple years ago and uh you know they cried and they apologized and all that stuff and that's all well and good but you know it's really sick and sadistic um just outrageous uh how uh, my adoptive parents raised me and treated me and uh you know people would make comments about uh me being cinderella in the family and um and there'd be instances where uh where the oldest Brian would be sick and he'd, he'd be, uh, you know, living it up in bed, playing video games, watching TV, you know, get pampered and all this stuff, right? Um, well, anytime I got sick, it was, uh, you know, get up, go to yard work, get yelled at, do yard work, do this, do that. Like, I had responsibilities I had to do. Uh, anybody else was sick, got to shirk their responsibilities, got got the day off, blah, 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 right? Well, that's not how I was raised. I was given, uh, you know, a, a very tough love, um, and that's made me, uh, I feel like the way that uh, Rick and Susie raised me definitely made me a tough, hard-as-nails kind of person, and um, the older I get, I definitely don't take uh, a lot of, crap, so to say, you know, and, and, you know, I got to be careful with that, I don't want to be like one of those old, grumpy old men, right, um, and I never want to be anything like, uh, Rick or Susie in the, in the bad ways, you know, the negative ways, right, um, I want to exemplify good things, but, um, it was one of those growing up situations, uh, that were very challenging, and then, uh, my adoptive dad, you know, after Ethan was born in 93, you know, he started going through transformations to be more uh, like a woman, you know, developing breasts uh, and uh, going through speech therapy. And, you know, we used to have to uh, have him put a quarter in a jar anytime he sounded, his voice sounded like a man and, and didn't sound feminine, you know, right? Um, things like that. And uh, you know, this is a person that, Uh, Was not honest, uh, lied about being a hermaphrodite when that's not the case. Um, And uh, to the world, you know, even going to church, which I'm surprised we even went to church growing up with what was going on in our household. um, You know, I think it would be one of those things that would be easier to stomach if they were just honest and, uh, you know, lived like they were, you know, a a lesbian couple. Because that's what they looked like and presented themselves to the world, right? And instead of making lives and continuing that pattern of uh, making lives and the story changing throughout the years, um, it would have been best just to embrace it, right? And, you know, be a certain way. They, uh, they didn't show physical affection in public and um, rarely shared it inside the home uh, with one another and with us as kids. And our education was uh, extremely lacking um, but we are very fortunate and God had his hands on us that one, that all of us went to church, uh, two, that we all came to Christ. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, three that are questionable. Um, you know, my parents and then, uh, uh, one of my siblings that I'm just not hundred percent sure on, but you know, I pray for them. I pray for salvation for those that don't have it. You know, I do pray for salvation and, um, and ultimately, uh, it's one of those things I've had to battle without being extremely angry and stuff like that. I've had to battle anger. I've had to battle the, those things, and uh, it's challenging. And that's led me to, um, you know, a path of falling into uh, pornography and getting into that stuff, um, alcohol, smoking, smoking pot. Um, and I've overcame I've overcome pot. Haven't smoked that in like ten or eleven years, uh, and I don't desire to. It does nothing for me. All right, nothing. And smoking, uh, you know, I'd get shakes anytime I wasn't smoking. My my arms and hands would shake, um, and it was just made me sluggish. It made me just, you know, uh, it just really decreased my performance and ability to keep up with my work in a very physically demanding job. I was coughing all the time. It was just nasty. It made me feel gross and disgusted with myself. I was able to quit cold turkey. Thank you, Lord, for that, because that was awesome uh, to be able to quit cold turkey. I know so many people that have not been able to do it that way and have struggled with it and still struggle with smoking. Um, Alcohol, Yeah, that was something I didn't respect uh, and got into. It was another way for me to get a release and self-medicate, drown my sorrow, right, as they say. Um, that didn't work for me. It was not uh, beneficial. It was not helpful. Um, and then, uh, I was able to overcome that and learn a, a healthy respect for it, learn moderation. Um, I haven't gotten blackout drunk in forever. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and then with pornography, I've been in recovery with that for about five years. And, uh, gained a lot of ground, gained a lot of victories. Uh, it's still a daily struggle. I have accountability. I have boundaries set up. Um, and a lot of things that have helped me better and learn why I was self-medicating, why I did what I did. And it really has a lot of deep roots and, um, insecurities, not feeling accepted and loved, um, a false sense of uh, intimacy and nurturing and you know, seeing smiling faces and stuff like that made me made me really feel like I was being accepted, and it was just a messed up, distorted way of, of seeing things. Um, and now, going after going through um, various groups and things like that, that it helped focus on why you act out, why you do those certain things, right? Recovery groups. I've come to learn and see that uh, you know why I was doing those things. Um, it was a way of, of self medicating and to help my help me feel better and stuff like that. And um, I've gained a lot of ground and victories there, and I'm so thankful to God for that. Um, and I got a lot of close friends and accountability partners that I can stay in touch with daily. Um, and I say all this um, one not to bring shame to my parents or, or siblings. I mean, we got some family squabbles that are going on, pretty hardcore, um, and brutal, uh, still going on. And, uh, you know, I pray one day that they will cease. Uh, and if anybody can bring our family back together and bring healing and restoration, um, it's going to be God. And he's, he's going to have to work in everybody's lives individually right now because it just doesn't seem to work, uh, right now with us all being together. But, uh, you know, that's a generational curse that I hope, uh, divisiveness, vindictiveness, manipulation, um, and, uh, condition-based love, uh, things like that. There's a lot of things that I, I pray and hope that uh, the, the chains of those sins of the Father, as they say, uh, can be broken and not passed on to any more generations. Um, but I would say the way that I grew up and stuff, definitely not your normal situation, very, very unique. I don't know anybody else that I've met in my life that has gone through simil- a, a similar situation with uh, a father that's become a a woman, and things like that, um, and then, with the adoption, and the, the age thing, and, uh, just the cool way they treat, uh, treated me as an adopted kid, um, in a not very loving way, um, you know, those things, man, it sticks with you, and, uh, it has the ability to make you a, a mean, grouchy person, but, uh, I've been very fortunate, and I feel like God, um, has been able to work miracles out to where I'm not becoming, uh, like, like that. And I'm so thankful for that. And, um, I hope and pray that, uh, that, uh, I can just stay humble and, uh, be, be what God intended me to be and not turn into, uh, me, a mean vindictive manipulative, uh, person and things of that nature. I don't want to honor those, those things. I don't want those things in my life. And I really just want to, uh, to stay on a path that is good. Um, but there's, uh, there's so much that's gone on and happened in my life. And, uh, you know, more will come out over time, I'm sure. But, um, I'm definitely not perfect. No one is perfect. Anybody that thinks they're perfect is fooling themselves and lying to themselves. Um, we've all got sins. We've all got baggage. We've all got past skeletons in the closet and things of that nature. Um, and I sure as heck don't desire to, um, (laughs) get into arguments and, and things of that nature, I have no desire for that, um, and I, I definitely won't fall into that, I don't care to, um, you know, but, uh, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with being able to talk about your past, how you grew up, um, and things of that nature, because you're trying to help other people, you're trying to let, uh, let others know that, hey, if you've gone through something similar, hey, I understand, I'm here for you, I can pray for you, I can relate to you, um, and uh, I can share with you how I how I overcame and went through these things. Um, so that's my goal is to uh, be able to reach people and, um, you know, through my testimony and share with them that, hey, God's been with me and God can be with you and uh, and we can overcome this. There's uh, support and accountability. One thing that my... Um, doctor dad used to always say is that, you know, for if you're an alcoholic, going to another alcoholic for help uh, won't get you anywhere. You got to go to someone that doesn't struggle with it, which that is so far from the truth. That is uh, just ir- irrational. Um, it's not accurate at all. You know, if you go to someone that doesn't understand and hasn't been there and hasn't overcome, then you're going to have a hard time being able to relate to that to a person that hasn't been where you've been, who hasn't gone through the struggles you've gone through. And uh, especially if they haven't been through it and haven't overcome and things like that, it, you just can't, it, it's not as effective. Um, and it just doesn't make sense. But being with around people that know what you've been through, can share in that, can support you and encourage you and love you. That's what this is about. And I uh, want to help people out. So I thank y'all for letting me share. Please check out our Anchor.fm page at Mike Mike and the Funky Punch. You can search us on uh, Apple Podcasts now. You can search us on uh, the web and Anchor. We're on eight different uh, platforms thanks to uh, Anchor. Really appreciate that. Um, so please get in touch with us. Um, our email is podcast at gmail.com you can send us a voice message on the anchor app i think our number might be on there but there's ways to reach out to us we want your input your insight likes dislikes (laughs) um give us your ideas let us know some topics or or even a you know segment you would like to have like joke of the day verse of the day um something like that and then also if you're interested in being on the podcast get in touch with us let us know we would love to have some guests on here and I can put you, uh, give you the steps on how to get on the show. There's a few steps, very easy, that you can do on your on your own and be able to get get that set up and be able to get on the show um, at a, some point in the future. But uh, please, please do that. Please help us out and spread the word about Mikey Mike and the Funky Punch uh, podcast. And then also there's a donation tab. Any any kind of donations that are sent to Mikey Mike and the Funky Punch go directly back out to um funding this podcast and being able to secure uh, equipment and things of that nature and also we want to you know build it up and expand it to where we can uh, reach a variety of different you know <laughs> communities and things of that nature and be able to be a light in this world so a light on the hill as they say so we thank y'all so much uh, i'll be thinking of you and praying for you guys uh throughout my day uh love y'all and thanks for listening And as always, till next time, bye.